everybody. My name is Jason Wheeland, and this is Doable Discipleship, a Saddleback Church podcast designed to help you deepen your faith, or as we love to call it, the show that helps you grow. And this podcast is produced by the spiritual growth team here at Saddleback. We're really excited to be partnering with the Saddleback student ministries and Saddleback kids teams to um, to have some special episodes to go with the first aid for families kits. Um, so these episodes are designed for parents who have kids in different age ranges. So this episode that you're hearing right now is meant for parents who have kids that are younger than junior high. So um, infants and toddlers in, in elementary school, this episode is for you. And we're going to be interviewing Sean Hyde, who is the um Saddleback Kids Pastor um, for Saddleback Lake Forest, and I'm really excited to have this conversation. We will have other episodes designed for parents who have kids in junior high, and an episode for parents who have kids in high school, and an episode for parents who have kids in college. Um, So these episodes are going to be conversations with different pastors who who work on the team's for these different age ranges. And we're gonna be talking about some ideas to help parents connect with their kids, some things that parents should know about what the kid, what their kids are going through at this time. And um, just really great conversations of, of things that we should be mindful of as parents and um, about our kids. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, so we'll be right back with Sean Hyde. Thanks for joining me today for this uh, talk here. Oh man, thanks for thanks for having me on. Excited to <laughs> join in on the conversation. Yeah, this will be great. I, I, I'm really excited to jump in, especially because I have two kids that technically fit in this age range. So you know, it's it's personal for me too. So you may hear some personal questions or you know anecdotes or whatever out of this one as well. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. I got a. Full I was gonna say, yeah, yours are in this range too, right? Yeah, for sure. I I'm right right on the cusp of the elementary age so my my oldest just is in first grade this year so uh, there you go still got some still a learning curve with that very cool it's but i've had enough experience with that age group that i can i can speak into some things oh i don't doubt i don't doubt it you've been with satellite kids now for how long let's see so uh oh my goodness a little over a little over 10 years oh that's awesome been a part of Saddleback Kids. So cool. You've seen it through a bunch of different seasons, a bunch of different areas of growth. So um, uh, yeah, I'm excited to jump in with this. And uh, so parents, if you have kids in this age range that are younger than junior high, this is the conversation for you. So I wanted to start by basically just asking, so it's been this crazy season right now, as we know, it's been like, what, almost seven months almost that we've been living the COVID reality and stuff like that. And it's just been a whole different change, especially from what people thought this year was probably going to be like. Um, So what are some common things that you're hearing from parents right now, some common questions or concerns or comments that parents are having right now? Yeah, we've been able to, we've been able to engage in some good conversations with, with parents over the last several months and, um, you know, getting some little, getting some windows into their reality and where they're at, um, in this, in this season. Uh, I mean, it goes without saying this is some, definitely some tough times and just some exhausting, uh, times emotionally, mentally, um, you know, not only are parents having to uh, navigate their own 
stressors and the anxiety that, that comes with, uh, what's going on. Uh, but they've also got to be able to walk their kids through that too. And that's because the kids are feeling this in different and unique ways as well. Um, you know, some of the things that we've been hearing and, you know, this, this one is a one that is, you know, uh, I think encouraging is that we're hearing, man, me and my kids miss being at church and Mm. being, um, in person gathering, uh, with with others. And that's, so that's encouraging, right? I'm glad, I'm glad they're missing (laughs) the, yeah, totally. Of, of being with uh, other believers and worshiping, worshiping Jesus together. Um, but it's just the reality of if we're missing it, we're not having it. And that's, yeah. uh, that's hard. And so, you know, between the different drive-through experiences that we've done over the last several months, um, whether that's with big church, with communions and, or with, you know, individual events that we've done with Saddleback Kids, we've seen plenty of tears. We've had plenty of, you know, just moments of, uh, where your heart is just hurting for where some of our um, families and parents are in the season. And then, you know, our own realities, you know, we're personally, we're personally experiencing this too. So there's the, I'm missing being at church. Uh, My kids love SK and that's encouraging, but just feeling the weight of that. Um, Another thing is just doing church online is hard and, but we're doing our very best to stay connected. And, you know, I was processing a little bit with my team, uh, earlier in this, this particular question is, Hey, what are we hearing from parents right now? What are, what are some things that you've heard? Mm. Um, and that the concept of staying connected came up and we kind of dove into that a little bit of the level of your intentionality through this time to stay connected is so high. And so yeah. you're already, when you're, you're already feeling some of the weights and the stresses that you're already dealing with to hear that word intentionality, it's like, I don't have any more energy to be, you know, <laughs> like, totally. I want to be connected, but man, it's, I have to be that much more intentional in the season uh, to, to be connected. And we always have to be intentional and that's just part of part of life. But I think just the extra uh, weight to in the, the, um, extra requirement to, to be intentional. It's, it's exhausting. And so staying connected though is, yeah, is hard. I think that's a great point. I think early on, like earlier on, everybody was adapting to zoom calls and that kind of stuff. And then we hit a peak a little bit into it. That was like, I'm tired of zoom. Like that is too much and whatnot. But I think, I think the point that you made, which I hadn't thought about before is great is we, take for granted sometimes that the engagement in relationships that we had aren't happening right now. So you have to be extra intentional about the Zoom stuff because you can't just say, oh, well, my kids, you know, have school during the day, you know, and stuff like that. So they're getting their time with others then it's like, well, no, you still have to be intentional about the zoom times and in talking with others and, and keeping them in front of other people, even though it's, it may just be online. I think that, yeah, I hadn't really thought that through, but that's a great point. Yeah. So I thought I hadn't, I didn't really connect to the dots on that either, but I think just as I all of a sudden realized, man, I'm struggling with being intentional this season, you sure, know, yeah. encouraging other parents to be intentional. I, I myself am and I'm struggling through that. And I think, yeah. um, I, I, I think that's, you know, I, we often use that, that word intentionality. It's almost a buzzword, you know, when <laughs> you do, but it's, 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 it's exhausting sometimes. And this is one of those seasons where the exhaustion is, is heightened. So th- that's another comment that we're hearing and is I'm tired. 
unprepared. Yeah. Uh, it may be, you know, my kids over vir virtual learning. Um, yeah. I, here's another, here's another one that, uh, that came up is I feel like I'm failing as a parent right now. Yeah. Not everybody's a trained educator. Right. And so, uh, we get some some parents that that's that's their uh, their experience and their their trained educators and this may come a little more easier for them, um, uh, but other parents that have have not been exposed to that or been trained or all about homeschool um, yeah. or got other other uh, other um, weights that they're carrying, you're almost it's a recipe for feeling like a failure, like I'm not giving my kids what they need. And mm -hmm. that's, that's another weight that, that parents are having to uh, navigate through. And that's tough. Yeah, I think it's so important for parents to realize that the things that they may or probably are feeling aren't, you know, like, others are feeling the same things. So, you know, you're not alone in feeling exhausted, <laughs> or you're not alone in feeling um ill-equipped or like you're failing or you're not alone in that you know you, your kids miss going to church and stuff like that it's it's you know is these are are common and understandable things to be thinking and feeling right now yeah 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 now, i wanted to mention you know because you're talking about about engaging and how to intentionally make sure that you're spending time um, there are lots of teams and ministries at the church that are thinking it through and are doing a good job. But I, I, I will, I will, I will say that SK I think has done some of the absolute best. And so we have a two-year-old, and yeah, he knows that he misses his classroom, but it's not like it's not the same as if he was older. But like over this time, I think we've gotten I don't know two, maybe three postcards from SK that were that were handwritten to my son and he just absolutely loves those. He treasures those. He keeps them in his room. And the things that you guys did with the Scuppets, particularly in one of the church at home series by having them meeting virtually with each other <laughs> and stuff like that, that was so, so cool. My wife and I were talking about that being like, man, that is, that is so spot on to, so, because that's what kids are experiencing and they're seeing the Scuppets experiencing it too and talking about it and talking through it. I, I thought that was just so wise and helpful for kids and parents, you know, to be able to have those conversations with their kids too. So that was really cool. Cool. Jason, thanks for acknowledging that. Yeah. We're, we've, uh, wanted to go above and beyond and trying to think through how can we increase touch points when totally. we're meeting in a virtual space what does a physical touch point look like well maybe that's a handwritten card yeah and, um uh you know or uh, that and that was for a season that's kind of that was our only means and you know that even still kind of mm -hmm. continues in that theme of what can we do? Well, is a postcard the only thing that we can do in the, in a virtual, you know, we're providing virtual experiences. Uh, okay. But yeah. that makes my hat, that, that warms my heart and knowing that, that, uh, Dude, you guys are person awesome. from that. So it, it's was, awesome. it was awesome. I loved it. Um, okay. So I, I wanted to recognize too, that there are differences as we're talking about different age groups. So SK covers a wide range of age groups, you know, from, um, infants and toddlers 
to like elementary school age. So I wanted to first speak to parents of toddlers right now in, in that younger age group, um, which is me. So you're speaking to me here. Uh, so what should parents of toddlers be mindful of during this time, especially as you're, as you're talking about like their personal growth or emotional growth or spiritual growth, but, but you know, like what are some things that I should be mindful of in parenting a toddler in this season? <laughs> well, I mean, as you know, Jason, I'm not the perfect parent at all. I guess none of us are. And, um, that's reality, but I do have some experience in this. So we're, yeah. we're kind of this season and, and we've learned a few things and, uh, had a lot of missteps along the way. Uh, but you know, I guess failure is the, the best way to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, looking back on, on our experience with the boys in, in this, this particular age, uh, we learned a lot. We, we had some great wins and we had some, some failures. Um, and maybe there's a point there is there's no perfect parent. Yeah. Show grace to yourself through this season. Cause you know what, this is hard. It's a hard season. It's an exhausting season. And so, um, you know, when you've not only during your waking hours, you've got, uh, you got a toddler or even maybe a, a couple of kids in this age group, uh, it's exhausting. It can be nonstop. And, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not maybe yet in, in pre in preschool, uh, or, um, and you're with them constantly, that may be some situations. Um, but then not only you have the day, but you also have nights. <laughs> Maybe your kid's a terrible sleeper. Uh, <laughs> both, both my boys were not great sleepers. And maybe that's because we felt somewhere along the way with, you know, not putting them on a schedule or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> there's regrets there, but they just I remember didn't... our wives would talk about sleep issues a lot. So, so okay. <laughs> I, I am right. grateful for your wife and, and how she was a comforted encourager to mine. In oh. this. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all, all that to say, it's, it's just an exhausting season. However, let me say this, you don't get this time back. Yeah. Capture every moment and be present because you don't get it back because we've, we've heard this before. And this is said often the days are long, right? Years are short. And so I think that's one of the things that I've, I always got advice from other parents in this season is man, be present and, 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 and capture every moment that you can and just be, be in the moment because I know, you know, I even look back now and being like, Oh man, those were such special days, you know, as, as challenging as they were and as exhausting as they were. And, and, you know, I know my wife, Brittany, uh, definitely felt that exhaustion on a much different level than than (laughs) I did even. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's so important to realize it. You we're just not gonna get the time back. So because of that, be present, be engaged the best that you can. This is the I think it's the best age, um, but it's, mm. it's an exhausting age. Um, and I think something to be mindful of is how much your exhaustion impacts every part of your life. So I think it's easy in this, it's maybe easier in the season to develop maybe some unhealthy habits to cope with the exhaustion. So I think it's just being mindful of that. Um, so wise, yeah. You know, I think we mitigate our unhealthy cope or we can mitigate our unhealthy coping tendencies by bringing it into the light. And how do we do that? Well, we talk about it. We talk about it with a safe community. And I think that's where, you know, I'll, I'll 
you know, push small groups hard right now. Like it's so mm-hmm. important to have that group of people, safe group of people in your life that you can process what, what it's like. Because I think as long as we're bringing our struggles into the light, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have maybe less of a tendency to get stuck in some of the unhealthy patterns and rhythms that I think we naturally can lean to um, mm. if we're not cautious and careful, um, especially as Christ followers. And so I, I think all the more reason for, um, for parents in this season, because it's so exhausting to talk openly and authentically about it. You know, I think of our wives, they've been able to process yeah. together, you know, in some, some moments where, uh, 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 where it was really hard. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, it's critical to have those, those people. That's a great, a great point. That's a great point. I, I wanted to, I mentioned back on the first point you said about, about the time spent. It's, it's so true. I, and, and knowing that you're not a perfect parent, you know, most nights I go to sleep or, or I, or the kids are down and I'm thinking about the day. I'm like, man, I, I wish I had been more patient with, you know, with him today or, or whatever it is in stuff like that. And, I love that my kid, my son is now at the age where he can call me out if I'm not paying full attention to him too, you know, like, dad, put your phone down and play with me. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> right in the gut right there. And it's true. I should. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, so I'd be listening. I, w- I would add too. be listening to the things that your kids tell you and say, and be like, Oh, like, you know, they're more observant about this than I may be in some cases. So, you know, if they're asking for your time, it might mean something. <laughs> exactly. And I can't tell how many times the boys have come to me and, and this is to my regret. And so this is, Hey, let's get real here. And totally in honesty, there's been plenty of moments, you know, particularly in this season where, you know, I'm coming in from a, from a full day. Um, you know, Brittany herself obviously is, is if had a full day too. Yeah. And, um, the boys come to me and, Hey daddy, will you play with me? And just, there's a moment of, dude, let me just sit here. Yeah. And, and just like, and I just need a veg for, for some time. But again, we don't get this time back. Right. Yeah. And so th- this, yeah, this adds to some of the exhaustion of the season, but of being intentional, but yeah. man, putting the phone down or just being present and saying, yes, getting on the ground and, and playing and engaging. It's also so- knowing that you're investing in them by, by making that choice. Yes. You know, like they are seeing the choices that you're making. Exactly. And that means a lot. Exactly. That's so good. Um, so we talked a little bit about the earlier ages and, and, and the importance of, of, of engagement and intentionality and being mindful in those times. So how about for uh, parents who have kids in, in elementary school? What are some things that, that they should be particularly mindful of right now? Um, like I said earlier, Jason, I, I just entered into this Age. Yeah, you're just entering in. So what should you be aware of as you're yeah. getting? <laughs> so I officially have a first grader. Um, so um, maybe I'll just have to get back to you on this question. <laughs> I, I think I can speak into it a, a, a little bit just uh, in the proximity I have to totally. kids and parents in this this group of, uh, or this, this season. You know, I... <laughs> I think here's one thing. I think the best gift that I was given in my adult life was learning the skill to articulate my feelings in a healthy way. Mm, That's so so good. You can help your kids practice this 
as early as they start speaking, right? And mm -hmm. I'm thankful that we, Brittany and I, had acquired this skill, you know, early in our marriage. And now, do we do we per, we have not perfected the ability, you know, to uh, help soothe each other in those moments where we're, you know, emotionally wound up, right? We're still working through some of those things, but yeah. I'm thankful that we one became aware of how important it is to articulate your feelings and your emotions. Um, so as as you can help your kids practice this as soon as they're, they start talking. But I think these like elementary age years are, are super critical in making sure that your kids are talking openly and authentically about how they're feeling on the inside. I think it's so mm -hmm. important because they're, they're feeling the weight, you know, it, in, in particular in this season, I was talking with my team earlier about how, um, you know, not only are, and I mentioned this earlier, as, as we as parents are feeling, you know, our own weights, what we're, we're, we're dealing with and, and facing and having to, to process and navigate through, but our kids are too. And we're, we're there. We have to be there to help support them. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's so critical to ask the question, maybe multiple times a day. Hey, how are you, buddy? Mm -hmm. How, how, how are you, how are you feeling right now? Um, we'll see it happen often, you know, with, with the boys, they'll, they'll be acting out and so, for some reason, and there's, because there's a frustration there. And so I think, uh, it's important for us to have a, just a heightened awareness to some of the behaviors that our kids are displaying to say, you know what, there's something behind that. Um, yeah. asking the question, how are you feeling? And that's a learned skill because I learned it. I, I'd learned it in my, I wasn't the best at it early on. And, um, you know, my parents did a great job, but I just didn't really become aware of naming the feeling and processing it, or at least the process that it takes to do that. And it's a learned skill and we're teaching our kids how to do that. And so my encouragement to you know, this particular age of parents is to lean into that question hard. How are you feeling? And then yeah. uh, whatever you hear from them, you know, you may be, they may give you an honest answer about how they're <laughs> feeling, which is a win, I think, and then being mm -hmm. able to honestly communicate um, in the best way they know how. And that they may give you a shocking answer. Um, and so I think response in that moment is just, um, it's, it's, it's maybe not uh, responding in a, a highly emotional way, but yeah. as calm as you can, um, you know, acknowledge it and, mm. um, say that that's okay to feel it. Um, and if you need to go in the laundry room or, you know, up in the bedroom and scream in the pillow because of what <laughs> do that. Um, but I think it's, I think it is important to, you know, we want to be, we want to be our true self in front of our kids. Uh, but we also want to model for them as best we can um, about how to, to process through emotions. So uh, that's something that you're going to want to do. I would encourage that's anybody to, as soon as they're talking to, to help them name the feeling and, and, and yeah. talk talk through it. So that's a skill that they're going to carry in, into their adult years with them. And it's going to serve them really well. That's so good. That's one thing. Um, you know, here's something, here's something telling too. you know, this this. I was thinking about this when you sent me this question. Do you, do you know what the number one brand for kids is from age two to 11? Brand? Brand, just the, the what they what they identify. It's the top top brand. I heard this the other day. What's your what I would like you? My, I feel like my guess would be McDonald's, but I could be wrong. I think it's that's that's definitely one that's up there. But you know, okay. I, I came What's across the one? this. It's YouTube. Oh, really? YouTube is the most identifiable brand, I, apparently, from this study that was wow. Today is is YouTube. So interesting. With that said, I think it's so important that we be mindful of the content 
that our kids are seeing and hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say this, this is a true stat that about this, about YouTube being a, a top brand. Um, uh, you know, my boys get on YouTube kids and we put all the filters on even on that. And, you know, there's mm -hmm. time, time out, but they've, they've got some channels that they enjoy watching and it's, it's good, safe content. Um, you know, feel what you may feel about, about, about YouTube. But at, at the end of the day, there's content that's out there that's not necessarily appropriate or, or right. So I think it's so important for us just to be super mindful as parents, especially in this season of, you know, the elementary age. And that's a pretty wide gap. I mean, we're talking first through fifth grade to first through sixth grade, depending on what school district you're in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot going on there. And so uh, I think it's just being mindful of the, the content that our, our mm. kids are downloading and digesting as much uh, information as we, as we, as, as adults and parents are being exposed to. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how much information we have access to and it's unprecedented in yeah. history. And so for kids being raised in this, uh, this error, um, era information is, is readily available to them content that is not edifying or uplifting or things that they should be seeing or hearing is, is readily available in, in, a, in a click away. Um, you know, yeah. 30 years ago, kids would be playing with, so this is me, kids would be playing with He-Man, He-Man and, and G.I. Joe <laughs> and, you know, they would be creating their own narratives in that, you know, creating that scene as they're blowing stuff up as, as a kid or, or playing, playing with, uh, you know, playing with whatever you may be playing with as a kid. Now they're blowing stuff up in Fortnite, <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. playing, they're playing games like Fortnite or Minecraft or building things. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, you've got to put your own parenting filter on and what you feel confident or uh, comfortable with your uh, kids having access to. But it's, I think it's, it's being mindful of is, is, is the content that our kids are digesting and, and, and seeing and, and hearing and being exposed to, uh, not all of it's good content. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's helpful, but, you know, especially because there is so much, it can feel overwhelming for parents to try to, you know, be aware of everything that is going on that is, is popular that their kids are into, but it's also important because you're thinking about how your kids are growing it and developing and what they're being exposed to. So, you know, you have to take that extra time to be like, okay, so let me check this out. You know, my kid keeps talking about this Fortnite thing or whatever. Let me look at it and see, and see what it is or whatever. And so it's important to take that as opposed to just saying, ah, a bunch of other kids I hear are doing it. So I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it, and it just, again, goes back to Jason is, is, um, no, I mean, be present know what you're yeah. is, is, or what they're seeing and what they're having access to. Again, going back to, you don't get this time back, capture every moment, be present. And you can say that in every phase of development is you don't yeah. get this time back, capture every moment, be present. I, it, this kind of goes back to, to what we're talking about with the, in the toddler um, phase. Um, and I, I came across this, this quote, I thought it was powerful. It says, often kids are uh, on their devices because of a lack of emotional connectedness with their parents. Mm. It's our unavailability and busyness as parents and educators that make them default to the easy stimulation that that's that provides. Mm. And that's uh, Hetty Brits, and she's the, the developer of the Evergreen Parenting Course. But with that said, I think that goes back to 
you know, when our kids came to us and or, uh, when my kids have come to me and said, Hey daddy, will you play with me? Well, man, get off the device and, and play and, and be yeah. get, get a board game out, get, get something out and, and just uh, have that, um, uh, have some type of, of inner real interaction uh, versus the digital interaction. We're getting so much virtual That's digital good. action nowadays anyways. Right. And so it's, yeah. we're in the digital space all the time. And so totally, um, so that was, that's one thing I wanted to share. And that's this good. Too, Cause this comes out of this too. I, well, maybe this is a, this is definitely is a different point, but, um, you know, fourth and fifth graders are now grappling with things that seventh and eighth graders just started to, you know, just started grappling with years ago, you know, so we're mm. fourth and fifth graders dealing with some of the, the, the same issues that would be commonplace, you know, years ago for a seventh and eighth grader just to be interesting. Extreme. You know, so it's almost, and I think that's the accessibility to the information and the content. You know, that's part of the reason why in that. Um, and so kids are getting more and more exposed to stuff during this particular phase in the elementary years, you know, with what they're hearing at school, um, mm-hmm. uh, what they're seeing online, what they're seeing on TV, what they're hearing in, in the home too. You know, you think about when we put, um, uh, when the news is on the home, in, in the home, they may not be seeing, watching it, but they may be hearing it. They also may be hearing about, you know, um, uh, what, uh, your reaction to the, to the news. And so I think it's just being hyper vigilant to the information and content that's going into the home. I yeah. saw the interesting meme the other day and it was, it, it was telling and kind of a powerful visual. I was a family, you know, a stock image of a family sitting on their couch watching TV, you know, and, um, uh, and, and, and then coming out of the TV was a pipe and it was a sewer pipe with a green sludge coming, you know, into the, into the home. It was just a telling reminder about, man, not all the contents, good content, not all the contents worthwhile. And, and we got to be hyper vigilant about that. Mm. That's so good. I wanted to say, and this is kind of a weird tangent, but as parents go back and watch Mary Poppins, you have Disney Plus, I imagine, probably, yeah. parent who's listening. Go back and watch Mary Poppins, and you'll see this exact thing that we've been talking about. Because the dad, Mr. Banks, starts in this, he wants this perfect world where he, he, he can do exactly what he wants in the time he wants it. He gets his rest time or whatever. But the whole movie is about him learning the importance of spending that time and investing the time with your kid. And then by the end, he's going off to fly the kite. And he's saying, let's go fly a kite together. Um, So that's a weird recommendation, but uh, it struck my mind as we were talking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, sometimes we just need to go out and fly a kite, a real real yeah, which kind of flows right into the next question. And, and I think I think a few of the things we've already kind of talked about. But what are some tips for parents for better engaging with their kids? I think we talked a little bit about not necessarily doing that in the digital space, but getting more tactile and whatnot. And, um, you know, and talking, especially about about emotions and feelings and the stuff that you are going through, too. But um what are some other tips for, for engaging with your, your kids? I think just a really practical one. And, you know, our, our kids, they don't necessarily have, you know, their own devices and, you know, whatever they do have, it's, you know, we, they, they're on iPad watching YouTube. Um, they, you know, they obviously have some limited time on that, but, you know, they don't have their own devices. But I, I would say this, you know, making a daily rhythm, though, of, of going dark. And when mm-hmm. I say 
going dark, meaning you're turning off your social media feeds, you're turning off off the news feeds coming in on on your device mm -hmm. um, and and maybe their devices too. Uh, obviously, they're probably not you know reading you know the latest headlines <laughs> in scrolling through that as a, as a fourth grader. Um, maybe they're just if they are then then okay, <laughs> they're very informed on what's going on in the world. Uh, but make a daily. I think making a daily rhythm of going dark. Yeah. To in order to be be fully present. For everybody now you know uh, in in theory this is a great idea it, you know reality is it requires a whole lot of again intentionality to do that but man i think being able to do that um in creating a designated time and space hey listen this is go dark hour and we're just gonna whether that's over over the mill over a meal mm -hmm. uh, a dinner um uh or maybe lunch on the weekend throw the phones in a lockbox, pull out a board game. Um, or, you know, if you want to get on a PlayStation or Xbox and play a game that your kids, uh, you know, enjoy playing with Mario Kart or, you know, something mm -hmm. age appropriate together. I, I think it's meeting your kids where they're at. Right. And, yeah. but being physically present and, uh, you can be physically present, but you, you may not always be emotionally and mentally present, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's, but so do that cut out the distraction, minimize the distraction so that you can play with your kids. Play is so critical, not only with that toddler season, but even with the elementary age, because the truth is you're not going to get the time back. So when they hit that fifth, when they hit that sixth grade, fifth grade, they start to be like, mom and dad aren't as cool anymore. You know, there's a <laughs> shift that takes place and, you know, midway through elementary years, third grade, you know, they're still pretty awesome and think you're pretty awesome. And, you know, you may not be funny, but uh, they think you're the funniest person ever. Um, yeah. But stay playful, you know, all the way through because there's going to be that moment where there's going to be a cutoff, you know, during the, the more uh, volatile years of their, you know, emotional development, you know, you hit that sixth, seventh and eighth grade years. It's just, it's, it's a tough time. Mm. Yeah, that's good. The play is so important. Remembering that your kids are kids and, you know, they want to act like kids and taking interest in the things that they are interested in is just so affirming for them too. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's so cool. You know, your kids are master observers. They're, they're always observing. They're always soaking up and that's uh, really awesome. And it's really scary <laughs> too. Oh you yeah. Know? The things that my two year old will tell me about something that I did weeks ago. I'm like, what are you, how do, why? <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy. Beckham has one of the best memories. He's like, Daddy, you remember when you did this? And I'm like, dude, that was like four years ago. What the heck? Yeah, what are you, what are we talking about? <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, I want to wrap up the conversation by talking about prayer. So how can parents be praying for their kids? And then probably more importantly, how can parents be praying with their kids? Mm. Man, I'm so glad you asked this question. I love this question. This is great. I could... <laughs> talk for a bit about this um there's a guy a well-known guy um his name is ian bounds um you know well known for writing on uh, uh authored several books on prayer and you know it's one of those some of his writings you're just right there with the highlighter the whole time just basically yeah. highlighting the whole book so some of my books by him are basically all highlighter yellow inside um but he he said he asked this question he says are you putting god to work are, are you putting God to work? What do you, what do you, okay. What do you mean by that? Well, 
you know, initially you hear that, that sounds, why would we want to put God to work? But prayer is the means by which we put God to work. That's, that's when we offer up a prayer and we yeah. uh, plead and petition God, then he's going to act and respond, right? Now, he may not be given the answer that we're praying for, right, in his infinite wisdom, yeah. uh, but uh, he's, he's hearing it, right? And so I, I took that, I kind of spinned it a little bit. Are you putting God to work in your child's life? Yeah. Are you putting God to work? And so what does that mean? Are you praying effectively for and with your child? Um, the inbound says this. He says, we have it in our power to move God to work by prayer. Prayer moves God to do works among people in his own way, of course, that he wouldn't do if prayers were not made. So I, as a parent, you are your child's biggest advocate and champion. Yeah. And God has uniquely positioned you to be the greatest intercessor between heaven and earth on behalf of your child. Mm -hmm. Therefore, we don't let one day go by that you're not praying over your child. Now, has a day gone by that I've not spent as much time praying for the kids? Absolutely. Yeah. But here's the reality. Prayer moves and shakes things that otherwise would not be moved or shaken. Guys, yeah. prayer accomplishes so much. And so we think about, okay, what, what can I be praying over my child? Okay, pray over their thought life. Pray over their mental and emotional health. Pray over their conscious, unconscious, and subconscious thought life. Pray over their dream life as they sleep. Um, pray over their intellect for clarity of thought, for focus, for recall during school and, you know, during, you know, as they're doing homework. Uh, pray for their future. Pray for their future spouse. Pray for their future friends. Pray for their future opportunities, and, and pray into existence those those things that you know uh, that are those big steps of faith. Of God, would you use my kids in ways that I wouldn't even dream of if if you were to tell me today? Pray for those 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 things. Pray over their thought life in their in their waking hours too. Not only their sleeping hours through their dreams, but in, in their in their waking hours. Um, Tell them that Jesus wants to speak to them. Tell them that Jesus has already given us uh, uh, so much in, in his word, but he, he, as we're in a relationship with Jesus, he's going to communicate to us too. And uh, as we communicate to him. And so in, in the means by which we communicate is through prayer. And, um, you know, at, at the Hyde House in the early years, um, I prayed with the boys nightly as I cradled them to sleep. And those were some of the sweetest moments I remember, you know, holding the boys as infants and making, I, I, I made a, I made a point that I would at least pray, you know, even if it's a 30 second prayer, I pray nightly for the boys. And I've done that not to not boasting, but I did it because I felt, yeah. I felt like it's so critical um, for me to step into that role as their protector, not only as a protector. So I'm, I'm praying um, against attacks of the enemy. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. praying over this uh, against the schemes that the enemies placed against their own lives, even before they were born. Yeah. Um, so I, as a, as a, as their, as a, the lead intercessor in my home and, you know, standing in between uh, uh, my, my boys, I, I want to do my best to, 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 to pray for them daily. So going back to what I was saying, so in those early years, I, I cradled them to sleep. I would just simply speak out loud over them and on behalf of them as I looked look them in the eyes. Sometimes they were sleeping, sometimes they weren't. Now, as they got older, um, I, would, I invited them to pray too. 
And I remember the first time my oldest prayed on his own, the way he structured his prayer <laughs> was similar to the way that I prayed for him nightly. So he was learning from the early years of how, how to pray just by me praying over him. He was hearing and listening. So now, of course, they're adding their own flavor to it and, and their own things. And that's such a sweet thing to hear of them. as They're actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're, they're, they're praying the way they feel like they want to pray. And I'll tell you what, man, there's moments that I move to tears with, with what they say. I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, you know, he, you know, Beckham came home the other day or this is last year and just shared with just started praying for his friend at school whose grandmother just passed away i'm like and he never told us about that but he was using that as he, he understood the, that prayer is, is is effective uh to accomplish things in in others lives and so that was that was cool and uh, you know I don't know. Prayer is <laughs> praying. I think it, what we, the simple thing that we can do, the practical thing that we can do is simply uh, pray with our kids and model for them what that can look like. And guys, yeah. maybe a 10 second prayer that maybe a 15 second prayer doesn't matter. It could be <laughs> sometimes I get going with the boys at night and they're like, daddy, that was a really long prayer. Like, <laughs> like, Dad, we're tired. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it too, it gives you the opportunity to have the conversation with your kids around why we pray around the fact that God wants a relationship and he wants you to talk with him about all this stuff that's going on. And, you know, he wants, it's, it's a good time in this age. I would, I would imagine to use that best friend language that God wants to be your best friend and think going about, about your best friend that you have and how you talk with them about all this stuff. And God wants to be a best friend with you. He wants to, you know, have that openness to talk about anything and everything that you probably, or may feel that you have with your best friend kind of thing. So Wait, yeah, I, would, I think the opportunity is right there. I would, I, yeah. And Jason, I would add to that too. Not only talking, using the phrase best friend, but it, I think it's also important and critical to talk about uh, the relationship that Jesus relationship to us as our savior, savior, as our Lord sure. and our savior. What does, what does that mean? And so diving yeah. even super early, what does it mean that Jesus is our Lord? What does it mean that he is our savior? And something that I also may make a point when I'm praying with the boys to acknowledge pretty much every time, Jesus, thank you for loving us enough mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to go to the cross. And so I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about, what Jesus accomplished. I'm talking about the plan of salvation. I'm dropping yeah. the plan of salvation. <laughs> I my pray. And, yeah. you know, Beckham has made that decision. He's, he's come to make that decision at this point, but I, it was, it was an opportunity for me as a parent to uh, essentially evangelize my kids and share the gospel yeah. with kids through a simple prayer. Because what I'm doing, I'm dropping truth in that, in that moment of Jesus, you, you died on the cross Thank you for showing your, thank you for defeating our sin. Sin is the bad choices that we make. Um, so I want to make sure that I'm, you know, accomplishing, accomplishing that in, in prayers that I pray. Um, you know, also talking about, hey, Jesus, um, uh, thank you that you knew Beckham and Braden before they were even born. Mm-hmm. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for their life, and it's a good plan. Um, and so dropping those truths in too, so they understand that, uh, um, that they were made in God's, that they were made in God's image and that, uh, he has something special in, 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 in uh, a special plan for their life. Um, uh, you know, I, 
it's important that we're even as we're praying that that we're sharing that God cares deeply about them. Um, they were chosen by God. Um, that God's way is also the best way. You know, I try to acknowledge that. You know, man, sometimes it's uh, really hard to make the right choice. And you know what? I get real with my kids too. I'm like, you know, sometimes, Lord, even I I struggle with with making the right decisions. Yeah. And I think that's important for them to see. Like, you know what? Dad makes mistakes. But you know what, Jesus, I'm thankful that you love me enough that you've, you've, you made your forgiveness available to me. Um, so there's great opportunity when we're praying with our kids. We can teach them all the time, it, teach them all the time in, our, in our prayer on yeah. deep, deep theological truths mm-hmm. in a simple prayer. And so I think that's one way we teach our kids is, is, through, is through prayer on multiple fronts. That's so good. That's great. Um, yeah, well, Sean, I, I just want to thank you for your time. This is awesome. So much good stuff. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity that we have to be able to do this and to talk to parents um, through this form. So uh, yeah, so thank you for being here with us, man. And then um, for parents, um, if you have kids that are in different ages and stages than just the one that we talked about today, we have episodes for you too. We have a junior high episode, high school, high school age episode and a college age episode too. So make sure to check those out as well. Um, Sean, any final closing thoughts you wanted to share? Yeah. Hey parents, we're, we're thrilled one that you took some time to, to listen to this conversation today. Hopefully we're able to take some, some things out of it. Uh, but we, we love you. We're, we're for you. Um, uh, Saddleback Church is, is for you and um, anything that we can do to help support you guys in this journey we're, we're, we want to be available to, to come alongside you the best that we can um, you, you carry great weight and influence your kid's life use it, use it and we're here to help you in that so you're not alone in that journey Well, we definitely want to make sure too that we point you to saddlebackparents.com which has a lot of great resources for parents um, on there as well as uh, along with the parenting skills podcast too which is another podcast that is focused more on specific um, skills for parents to be learning in how to raise their kids so um yeah um which we will put those in the show notes too for this episode so guys um it's it's uh, it's been a pleasure as always and uh we look forward to talking with you again soon If you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. You can also listen to these episodes on YouTube. Just subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you are already listening to us on YouTube, subscribe to the Doable Discipleship Podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Don't forget to visit saddleback.com slash doable to check out all of our previous episodes and go to saddleback.com grow to find spiritual growth resources and view a calendar of upcoming events lastly you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com send us your thoughts send us your questions your bible questions your life questions whatever who knows your question might just inspire an upcoming episode thanks again for tuning in to doable discipleship i'm jason whelan and i hope you'll join us again next week Thank you.